This is All Roads Lead To with Alan Janae. The place where we share and talk about the people, places, and passions that have impacted us on the road of life. We are back and we are talking about the people in the arts and music and television and the movies uh, who've impacted us on the road of life, who did not finish the journey with us, but started out with us in 2020. Yeah. And so we just mentioned, I think, you know, the trailblazing um, music feats of Little Richard. And I also think about Charlie Pride. Yes. Yes. um, You know, just a renowned country singer. Yeah. Um, One of only three blacks in the Grand Ole Opry. Um, Say it again. Only one of only three blacks in the Grand Ole Opry. Um, He was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame as late as 2000. Wow. Uh, but he was, um, after Elvis, RCA's best-selling artist. Mm. Um, coming after, you know, the only artist after um, Elvis to be wow. the best-selling in those times. And just he just really was transcendent. And I think I always have had a, a, a love of country music, I think, in that the narratives so remind me of so much of the music that I think I, you know, probably will listen to first, which is often gospel and R&B in the sense of like the narratives. I love the storytelling. We talk about Bill Withers, but yeah. there's something central, I think, about the at the core of country music, of gospel, of soul music. It's those those stirring stories and lyrics that just get to the heart of who we are and the things that we go through. And yeah. I think that that's the type of music that Charlie Pride, um, you know, coming from Mississippi yeah. and his parents' family was sharecroppers, you know, and you can hear that in that music and it, it is soul stirring. And um, so I, that that's, there's a lot of um, country music that I really enjoy. And I think yeah. that's why. I think it's those blues roots yes. that are there. I remember we good, were good, a couple good, of years ago, yeah. we heard uh, a lecture by um, just a brilliant band, one of my favorite musicians, uh, Shelton Kilby III, talking mm-hmm. about uh, gospel and blues music yes. and how, yes. uh, especially from the experience of the blues, yes. how all of that comes through. So Absolutely. with Charlie Pride, definitely uh, it comes through as well. Yes. And so I think also um, one of my favorite, some of my favorite duets, I think, in the country genre have Kenny Rogers yes. in them. And yes. so Kenny Rogers also passed. Um, Kenny Rogers another, passed this yeah. year. I remember Kenny Rogers for a couple of things, and this will be more on the light side. Okay. Um, his restaurant, Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> was, yes, yes. Well, they, had, they had good chicken. Okay. <laughs> I mean, real good chicken. I mean, uh, and they would have that light yes. that would light up when the chicken was ready, almost like, like the- Krispy uh, Kreme. Yes, like the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> like the Krispy Kreme. Okay. Um, but Kenny Rogers had these great songs. Like you said, the duets with Dolly Parton. Um, my friend, uh, Myron Edmonds, uh, he'll probably laugh when he hears this. We used to just, we used to sing um, to, with other people and everything. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. <laughs> kind of like in our in our choir voices and right, everything. Right, right, A little mockery. Uh, yes. Um, and he also had this great song. Uh, he did something inside so strong. Yes, yes, um, yes. It was one of his... Uh, yes. One of his songs that I don't know if he wrote it, but he kind of helped to popularize it. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Mel Armstrong ended up doing a version mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. uh, as well. But uh, yeah, Kenny Rogers, another one that we lost this year. Yes. And so, I mean, I think staying with music and music influences, um, Ellis Marsalis Jr. Yes. Yes. Uh, the patriarch. Yes. Yes. The patriarch of the Marsalis family. And uh, we know 
uh, Winton mm-hmm. uh, Marsalis, uh, artistic director at the uh, Lincoln Center, uh, Jazz on Lincoln Center. That's what you think of him and for some of the compositions that he's done, performances that he's done. Uh, you think of Branford Marsalis, right, right. Uh, who was the band leader, who was the original band leader on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yes. Um, there and uh, the other sons that were there, they formed the Marcellus family quartet. Right. Uh, each of them were just skilled musicians in their own um, various instruments. Um, but Mr. Marcellus was a teacher. Yes. Uh, Dillard Train. Yeah, Dillard Train. University. Yes, yes. Dillard Train. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. Yes, was one of his students. One of his students and um, went on to record just about 15 or so albums, mm-hmm. all of his own. Right, right. Uh, so we remember um, Mr. Uh, Ellis Marsalis, uh, who passed away in the year 2020. And speaking of jazz greats, we have McCoy Tyner. Yes, yes. Has, a name people might not be too familiar with. But who was a part of the John Coltrane um, quartet. He um, went, won about, I think it was five Grammys. Yeah. Um, they what really one of the most influential, you know, many um, will say uh, jazz pianists of the 20th century. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, such a rich legacy. And I think as you're describing, um, you know, jazz is American music. It is. You know, it it's is. really one of, you know, yeah. um, they really just, and it just in, in, involves so many, I think, of, the, the core elements of what we're talking about with music in terms of coming from the heart, the gifting and the, the, um, the way the different instruments kind of give a, each have their own play, their own part and their own role. And it's almost like a, a story that's being told through instruments, mm. which I think is just so amazing. And I think those blues and jazz roots sometimes with that fusion that we yeah. hear. And so just to give a nod to that, I think sometimes that music is, is not, um, um, at the fore as it has been in, yeah. in, in times past. But I think, you know, we really, that's a part of any music that we're hearing today has some, some you know, traction yeah. in, in those early forms of American music. And I think we really just, we can't, we can't lose sight of that and want to just um, give acknowledgement to those who've helped to, to um, spur the next generation. And with the next generation, there's a line from one person to the next, to one influence to the next. And, uh, one of the major influencers, uh, at least during our, I guess, <laughs> can we say it, teenage years and okay. early adult yeah. years, uh, was Andre Harrell. It's true. Um, it's with true. just the artists that he was able to bring to mm-hmm. the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think of Mary J. Blige. You think right. of, I mean, I don't want to name names, yeah. all the names and everything, but right. uh, Andre Harrell, uh, just a major influence on um, hip hop and R&B music, uh, especially during the 90s, early 2000s. Yes. Um, surprisingly passed away this year. And so we want to remember him as well. Um, Shifting gears just for a moment Mm -hmm. to uh, television. Um, One of the people um, who we grew up watching on uh, television and so many people will remember her for her one signature role. uh, That is uh, the one who is a namesake of, <laughs> of yours, uh, Janae Dubois. That's right. Sassy Will. Yeah, Willona. That's Willona right. Woods. Willona. <laughs> uh, on Good Times. That's what she's most known for. Uh, she passed away yeah. uh, this year. Um, but the thing I, I will remember her for is she is the one who is singing the theme song to the Jeffersons. You introduced me to that. I did not know that. Yes. That is really impressive. And I mean, she is singing that song. Yes, she is. And she really was like a triple threat. Yes. You know, 
um, the art, um, music, dance, and acting. Yeah. She, yeah, she was a triple threat, and that yeah. is that was impressive. A lot that was an unknown fact by me. So. Unknown fact. <laughs> uh, so remember her and yeah. uh, her artistry. Um, uh, sticking with television uh, for a second, um, mm-hmm. there are certain things that kind of we grew up doing in our household, and you grew up doing in your household. And um, with us getting married, that we merged together True. Uh, with our household. One of those, I'm going to come to this first one, um, was, and we didn't know this until we started talking. And right. again, it's kind of how all roads lead to, yeah. um, we were ABC News family growing up. ABC News, Peter Jennings. Peter Jennings. And I didn't realize there's a lot of Canadian um, yes. uh, um, personalities that yes. were on news. And Peter yes. Jennings was, if, if it happened in the world, we heard it from Peter yeah. Jennings. Yeah, um, same You know, if if there was a news bulletin, our our family got it from ABC, and generally it was Peter Jennings, and so um, that it's so true. So it was you know local news at six, Peter Jennings at six thirty, and then on the weekends we would watch you Carol know, Simpson, who was host of yes. uh, World News Tonight. Yes, World Sunday. News Tonight. That's right on Sundays. That's yeah. right. And we used to watch the news magazines in essence, as they were called before football. Yes. Um, and so I, you know, we could go down the line on some of those as well. But another one in the evenings would start to be like a news magazine that really kind of I think opened up some of what we see in our current kind of twenty four hour yes. cycle of cable news was twenty twenty. Yes. Yes, and Hugh Downs was uh, one of the hosts of 2020, along with Barbara Walters, uh, and he passed away uh, this year, but uh, was always a person who I noticed was very short. He didn't have long phrases with his words, Mm. um, but just was very kind of to the point, Mm -hmm. said what needed to be said, Uh, always, again, I guess goes without saying the same as articulate, but Mm -hmm. um, there was a... A certain flavor to his articulation right, right. Uh, that always impressed me. So we remember him. Yeah, and I didn't know that he had the world record for most um, news ap- or no, most television appearances that Regis Philbin later wow. um, broke. But staying with ABC News, um, I think one of the things that I start to sense even as you age is that there are different things that are in the world that people who have passed would no longer be able to recognize. Mm -hmm. And there's a few things that to me are still bridges between now and the past. And so when we had Thanksgiving parade, I thought about that that's something that still carried on that I remember my grandmother watched, my mother watched. Um, And, you know, there's less and less of those types of things. The Rose Bowl, I guess, is another. But there's less of those types of um, experiences um, as you see kind of like soap operas fading that they aren't what they used to be you know we only had a few few channels you know in those times and now we look at what we're looking at but one show that I remember my father introducing me to that he would always watch with his mother um would come on that same so after the after world news at 6 30 then you would have seven o'clock this is jeopardy right and it was and so it, every night, Jeopardy. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you have Will of Fortune that still, um, you know, is on. But Jeopardy was to Alex Trebek. Yeah. And Alex Trebek was Jeopardy. Yes. Consistent, classy, yeah. brilliant, um, engaging, another, just, just a force. And he really was... He was Jeopardy, and it was just such. And it would. I, I always felt 
um, excited if I got something right. It just made you feel a little smarter, you know, yeah. um, watching Jeopardy. But my dad always um, watched Jeopardy with my grandmother, and that's something, um, you know, that they always had together. And um, did you see this on Jeopardy? Or there was a question that came up with something that was familiar to our background or to something that had transpired or, you know, just a brilliant win or somebody who came in from, from the, you know, behind kind of, um, you know, um, just it just great great times I think of um and just a, a constant in my childhood growing up was watching Jeopardy. Absolutely, and one of the things I am grateful for that we were able to introduce Alex Trebek and Jeopardy to our kids. That's right, That's as right. well. That's and right. so it's kind of like you. I mean, I'm not trying to talk like a total <laughs> old guy or anything right. like that, but um to know that it was the. Alex Trebek was the same yes, guy that's it. that we knew. Yes. Uh, he hadn't kind of gone on some tangent or was right. doing something kind right. of off the chain or right. this is the old Jeopardy versus the new Jeopardy. Right. It was the same show, right. Right. pretty much. And he was the same person. That's and right. we were able to introduce the same person that we knew mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock every mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. Uh, after ABC World mm-hmm. News Tonight. Right. We were able to introduce that same person uh, to our children, uh, kind of much like Mr. Rogers. Very much. As very well. Much, very much. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, tribute and salute yeah. to uh, the one and only uh, Alex Trebek. Absolutely. I think just staying with um, where we get our news and news personalities, we think about so many of the presidential debates oh, man. were hosted by Jim Lear. Yeah. Who passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Staple and on PBS News. PBS News Hour, yeah. Um, with Gwen Eiffel. Yeah, with Gwen Eiffel, and he ended up passing a baton on. But again, that staple as um, really a voice, uh, I guess what we're seeing in our politically charged environment mm-hmm. where it has to be either one side mm-hmm. or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people are looking for what, you know, if it plays in Peoria. Oh, right, right. Um, if it can kind of go down the middle. But it's with Jim Lehrer, I never felt he was going down the middle. He was just asking a good question. I love it. I think that's true. He wasn't trying to give one side mm-hmm. or the other. Uh, he never made it about him. I remember reading a tribute about him and how he said, you know, especially in the presidential debates, you just kind of need to get out of the way. Yes, yes. And yes. what he did was allow those who were on the debate uh, to really be the focus of it and as we saw with these these 2020 debates oh my goodness we have all roads lead to 2020 debates (laughs) but um and not to compare personalities because i I think of the people who are the moderators uh because everybody has a right to be their own individual um but he was a guy who just kind of let the debate be the star of the show and not him as the moderator and maybe we were slightly naive but i do believe that in an era that he really was at the helm, there was less journalism and media was at least more um, desirous and I think pretty successful at being separate from politics. And so that you didn't have to, 
know the leanings of um, a media personality that they were yeah. they were reporting facts. Yeah. And I do think, and as you're saying, that their goal was to be a conduit and not to be a part of the of the rancor of yeah. politics. And I, I'm sure that's challenging. And I think looking back at it now, I think there were you know some that were more liberal leaning, more conservative yeah. leaning. But I think all in all, there was still a um, a desire to have like a journalistic ethic of being um, fair and being um, removed in a sense from the rancor. That's true. And so. Um, um, yeah, so Jim Lear is one who we've lost. Yes. And, you know, as we uh, kind of move on, kind of to those who made us smile, those who made us uh, laugh, mm-hmm. uh, one of those who passed away this year was Carl Reiner, um, mm-hmm. legendary comedian, uh, father Rob Reiner, who ended up starring on All in the Family, mm-hmm. uh, directing many movies. Uh, Carl Reiner actually was one of the people who started the Dick Van Dyke show. Right, right. Um, and was kind of the... Uh, man behind the scenes with that. I read an interesting quote that he made and I don't want to, um, I'll just kind of paraphrase it that in essence he was saying, you know, um, entertainment is a way to make a living, but you still need to be able to have a family to go back to. Mm-hmm. It should be, you know, certain hours. I think it was even like an eight to 12, but that your family is still you know, what you go back to. And I think that is, you know, I think a, a beautiful um, description of this is it's work. And that if you could do it and you love it, but it doesn't overtake still the things that you prioritize most. And yeah. um, it is a way to make a living and to, you know, make a life for your family. And, and um, it, sh- it does. And I think in that respect, it doesn't become who you are. And I think that was just a really, you know, um, interesting centering that I think he offered and it reflects, I think, um, you know, even the work and some of the influences that he, you know, brought to, to Absolutely. television. Absolutely. You know, um, and one of the people who just made me laugh, Every time I saw him, uh, Jerry Stiller. Yes, brilliant, just genius. I mean, uh, the guy was Uh, just hilarious. Oh my goodness, Uh, a bag full of laughs uh, all the time. uh, Especially his work on Seinfeld, which was his kind of (laughs) like towards the end of his uh, career. I also loved him on King of Queens. Yes, uh, as well. (laughs) He and his wife. And Mira uh, mm-hmm. had formed kind of like a comedy duo. Okay. Um, and uh, just if you ever get a chance to see some of Jerry Stiller stuff, especially stuff on Seinfeld. I mean, are you saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> what he said to uh, Elaine and the whole thing with Festivus. Uh, I mean, yeah. just classics. Yeah. Um, and so we remember uh, Jerry Stiller and mm-hmm. son Ben Stiller, mm-hmm. uh, comedian. An actor. And the Meet the Fockers. Yes. Oh my that goodness. Was, that was that was, was yeah. all time funny. All time <laughs> to funny. To see them working together. Yes. <laughs> yes. We also want to remember in 2020 uh, a few more who uh, started the journey with us but did not end the journey with us. One of those is in the person of James Lipton. Yes. Who um, is most known, at least to people of our generation, as the host of Inside the Actors Studio. And uh, had so many guests on there, you got a chance to kind of get behind the scenes and learn some things that you didn't uh, learn from, I guess, seeing them in their character portrayals on television. But he was able to get some things out of there. It's so true. And I think one of the things, you know, I'm so amazed now how close and personal and sense um, celebrities are with Instagram pages and just kind of chronicling different, yeah. you know, vlogging their vacations or different, you know, experiences. And a lot of it's scripted to script to some degree, but you just still get much more access yeah. and you can see them. But at the time, I think what was so great about Inside the Actor Studio is that you got to hear um 
celebrities in their own words and kind of hear interviews that weren't necessarily in publicity or promotion of a, a project. But just to hear them talking, and he was so great to me at opening people up. Yes, and yes. so I just thought he had such a you know phenomenal gift, really, for interviewing and for really, I think you know, just getting. Especially, I think often it was really impressive to see it for those who had kind of been a little bit stoic or a little bit distanced with media, and to really see them kind of your their personalities, you know, kind of unfold even over the course of the interview. And it's amazing right now. Uh, I've heard somebody say the gatekeepers are gone, so mm, yeah. now you don't have to go through a publicist wow. to get to your favorite celebrity now you can dial them up on instagram you can reach out to them through so many ways on social media so uh kind of a tribute to a time that has gone past <laughs> um but most of all somebody who did it great uh on inside the actor's studio and speaking of uh actors one of my favorites the original james bond the voice the presence of sean connery sir sean connery Yes. Oh, my goodness. That really, I, I just, I think he's one of those actors, too, for me. I didn't know him. I think they said his, fir- or his first um, portrayal of Bond was in Dr. Oz. Dr. Na- no. Dr. No. Thank you. 1962. <laughs> what I got. Sweet. Yeah. Dr. No. 1962. So that's me. For our time, thankfully, on some level. So I didn't see him necessarily at that stage, but just to see him over time, he just aged so, um, I thought, just so impressively and um, just became, I think, almost more noble to me on some level or just, um, but just, I I just always was so impressed. I think it was the voice and his Mm. stage presence, but always enjoyed him. The Hunt for Red October was one of my favorites. Um, Really, really one of my favorites. I really like what he did in uh, Entrapment. Mm -hmm. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, that was, that was, that was the matter half of his catalog, but still, uh, I think an excellent portrayal and performance that he gave. Yes. Next level. Absolutely. So that, that's a major loss. Yes. Yes. So, uh, tribute, hail and farewell to Sir Sean Connery. Well, we just talked about James Lipton and inside the actor's studio. And one of the things that was kind of the centerpiece and one of the hallmarks of inside the actor's studio was the. Uh, questions that James Lipton would give to the actors at the end of the interview and and kind of looking up how he kind of got there. Actually, his 10 questions came from a French novelist Mm. uh, who actually adapted those questions from uh, another uh, French artesian, uh, Mm. so to speak, uh, who actually had 20 questions. This brother had uh, 10 questions that he developed when he was 13 and another 10 that he developed when he was 20. So wow. uh, Lipton's is kind of, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, just a kind of coming together mm-hmm, of those mm-hmm, two lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to do that? All right, let's do it. Let's do, we want to do five and five? Let's do five and five. five All and right. Five. So All right. um, I'll start off with what's your favorite color? My favorite color, I would have to say, um, that's a tough one. See, I thought that would be tough for you. <laughs> that's a tough one, but I'll go with blue. Today. Today. <laughs> Would it be different if I asked you tomorrow? It depends. If I have time to think about it, maybe I, it might be because different. Because I've known you to say different colors over these course of years. Yeah. But blue. Any shade of blue or just blue? Navy blue. Navy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep mm-hmm. it pushing. All right. Who is your, um, who are your heroes? One real, one fictional. Wow. Uh, who are my heroes? One real, one fictional. I would say, um, and I've said this, um, when I ask this question in a different context, 
my heroes are those who survived the middle passage. Mm. Those That's are deep. That's deep. those are my heroes. Wow. Um, among others, wow. among others, but really, those are my heroes. For those who survived the middle passage, and it's no uh, disrespect or really taking down of anybody who did not. But those who right. survived, right. those are my heroes. Wow. Okay, you have a fictional hero. Fictional hero. Um, I guess I would say, um, for the sake of time and conversation, I'd probably say, uh, Spider-Man. Okay. All right. What's your motto? My motto is, uh, let's make it happen. Okay. Let's make it happen. So the next question would be, what is your, who is your favorite musician? Wow. Who is my favorite musician? Um. Quincy Jones. Good one. And then last... Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah, there's so many. I mean, uh, so... <laughs> um, outside of your current profession, what profession would you like to attempt? Wow. Outside of my current profession, what profession would I like to attempt? I would like to um, be a, a university president. Okay. All right. Those are my five. Okay. All right. Are you ready for... The big five. All right. This is the All Roads Lead to uh, five coming from Al. Okay. Uh, your favorite grade in school? Favorite grade in school. Fourth grade. Miss Brown's fourth grade. Okay. Uh, favorite place to go to relax? The beach. The food that you like the most? Oh, my. It's probably going to be a dessert. Food I like the most? My favorite type of food for it's food I like the most. Um, I think it'll be blueberry pie. Okay. Person who you'd like to meet that you've never met before. I've been asked this before, and this is living or or someone from the past. Well, for the sake of conversation, yes, either or. The first time I answered this, I don't, I had to think about it again. I really want to meet Charles Hamilton Houston. He to me is like the mastermind and like the 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 genius behind the civil rights movement and so much of the strategy. And I just really would love to meet him. And um, you know Howard, he really was a he the mentor of Thurgood Marshall. So much of yes. Yeah, so def- I think I really think Charles Hamilton Houston. There's there's several others, but he's definitely towards the top of my list. Yeah. So Charles Hamilton Houston. Yes. Favorite holiday. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay, that's our five. All right. And so we, as we get ready to uh, say goodbye uh, for today's episode, again, we're going to continue our conversations and remember uh, those who have made an impact on us who did not finish the journey with us in 2020. But we want you to continue the journey with us as we are on uh, all socials. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're even on Alexa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can join us then. And so I'm looking forward to the next time. Absolutely. I, um, I'm glad to join you. This has been great. And um, I'm looking forward to just, you know, acknowledging and remembering. We'll see you next time. We are so glad to share our podcast with you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and on social media. So please listen, share, and tell a friend about All Roads Lead To with Al and Janae, the place where we talk about the people, the places, and the passions that have impacted us along the road of life.